At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. It is Gil Alexander. Yeah. It is a numbers game right here. Check it out now. Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio. Jason Kahn, my producer, looking like, hey, wait, did the show start? Yes, good morning. Hey, Gil. That catch you off guard. I catch you off guard, man. Uh, great show today. Uh, the madness continues. Uh, we will have all three three-man weavers on the show today. So Matt Cox, Jim Root, Kai McKeon, for the better part of an hour, actually a little more than an hour towards the end of the show, we will go region by region, bracket by bracket, and we will do an ATS and just in terms of advancing in your pools upset-minded pools, whatever kind of pool you're in. So both from a betting, individual games, and bracket standpoint with all three man weavers. Looking forward to that. And then in the first hour, ESPN Sports Analytics writer Seth Walder, who has carried the giant killer's mantle now for a while at ESPN. So we will start with, uh, with him momentarily talking about the games most ripe for giant killer upsets. And I think I have this right when I say we define giant killers by anything – that uh, is five seeds or more in separation. So 11 versus 6, 12 versus 5, 13 versus 4, so on. That could apply to second round and beyond as well, say if an 8 beat a 1, that kind of thing. But as long as it's separated by five seeds. Good morning to you, Seth. Good morning, Gil. I think we even did this last year without a tournament. Yes, we did. that's exactly right. We did it without a tournament. And we did it a week early, sadly. So that's why we did it. We had no idea what was about to happen. Uh, Seth, let's define. First of all, I don't know if you heard the preamble there. Let's define what constitutes a giant killer in terms of seeding. And then what are the characteristics, first of all, that, uh, that are really essential to the profile of a potential giant killer? 
Yeah, Gil, you had it right. It's a five-seed differential. So in the first round, we're looking at anything an 11-seed or worse in the first round could be classified as a giant killer. Basically, the model is the, the majority of the model is our, our regular basketball power index. So it's our, uh, our model that you see across ESPN uh, that you know, takes into account efficiencies, opponent adjustments, all of that. Uh, but then we layer on top of it a bit of a, a style component that's sort of specifically looking for the for upsets. And it's, it's kind of what you would expect. The, the best things you can do is increase variance. So slow-paced teams, teams that uh, shoot a lot of threes and shoot them well, all those things give you a better chance. You want to you increase the variance if you're an underdog. Uh, but it's sort of looking at those style components between the two teams and seeing how it might nudge the numbers off that BPI rating just a, just a little bit one way or another. All right. So for those who want to see the uh, the printed piece that uh, that accompanies this, this actually accompanies the printed piece. It's called Giant Killers: Complete Upset Picks for Every Region in the March Madness Bracket 2021. Seth does it with his colleague John Gassaway, who we have who we have had on this show uh, as well over there at ESPN Plus. Uh, so you do this very uh, very you know logically, region by region, and then you break them down into per region best bet in terms of Giant Killer, worth a long look. Um, not completely ridiculous, and stay away. <laughs> I love those categories. <laughs> All right, so for our purposes here, because time is of the essence, we'll stay away from not completely ridiculous and stay away. Uh, but let's talk about, let's start with uh, the East region. Let's go to the best bet in the East region in terms of a giant killer possibility. Yeah, so that's UCLA over BYU if UCLA beat Michigan State in the first four. This is actually the giant killers number one upset pick overall it's obviously contingent on that first four matchup but we're giving ucla a 41 percent chance to beat byu if the matchup occurs uh you know this is a team ucla who's going to protect the basketball and probably have a bit of an offensive or a bit of a rebounding advantage overall in that matchup so i would expect that they would get a couple more shot attempts in this game relative to BYU and you know they're both both teams that can shoot the three well they don't shoot UCLA I'm talking about they don't shoot a ton of threes uh, but they are efficient when they do it so uh, I think that UCLA's got a, a really good shot here 41 percent is really high I mean for an 11-6 that's a really high upset I think if you're filling out a bracket you got to take a really long look at UCLA there. Yeah, 41%, as you say, uh, McCronin's team in a play-in game with Michigan State. Michigan State over BYU, then, is one of the worth-a-long looks in the same region, just below that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I will say this about Michigan State. You know, we're not factoring in anything about this pause they had in the middle of the season. They had three losses right off the bat there uh, after, after that pause. If you're a believer that they sort of figured things out late, Maybe we're underrating Michigan State. I don't think that's impossible. Uh, so I think that Michigan State, either way, that is definitely a potential good upset game for your bracket. All right, and a little and a little more percentage on that. I skipped one actually. Georgetown also falls into the worth a long look category against Colorado at twelve five. Yeah, I was kind of surprised here because we're not we're not factoring in recency. Obviously, Georgetown came on hot at the end, but the reality is that what Georgetown did lately, especially that blowout win over Creighton, that does substantially change what we think what we think of them. They they jumped up twenty three spots 
in BPI's rankings over the final week of the season. And so uh, we think there's a, we think there's a shot there. I mean, it's not I don't think that you're going to get that performance out of them every every night. But 28 percent that's a solid that's a solid number for a 12-5. So we're in the East region. Um, and those are, again, the best bet, UCLA, in terms of a giant killer, best bet, UCLA over BYU. Uh, 41% best chance of a giant killer in the entire tournament. And then worth a long look, Georgetown over Colorado at 12-5. And then Michigan State, if they beat UCLA in the play-in, over BYU. Um, by the way, Abilene Christian fans, not completely ridiculous. Abilene Christian over uh, Texas, also in that region. Uh, let's go to the West. Let's go best bet in terms of a giant killer in the West region, Seth, if you could. You know how, like, every year by the time the tournament happens, by the time the, the first games go on, there's one upset that you're just locked in. You're like, this is just 100%. It's going to hit. I think Colgate over Arkansas is going to be that team for me. I'm not there yet, but by come Friday, I'll probably be certain this one is going to hit. It's a really interesting matchup because Colgate has sure been is. super efficient. Super efficient. You have two high-paced, fast-paced teams. So not normally what we're looking at in Giant Killers. They're super efficient, but they've played absolutely nobody. I mean, they had, I think, it was four games in a row against Holy Cross. So uh, they had played absolutely nobody, but this is why you need a model, in my opinion, uh, to handle this because we're we're putting an opponent adjustment in there, and it, and our model still likes Colgate. I mean, not like the net ranking, which had, which had them in the top ten, but we still like Colgate as a as a as a good team. And so we give them a thirty five percent chance to beat Arkansas. They can certainly score. I, I think there is real. I mean, for a fourteen three, this is an incredible number. Uh, Colgate over Arkansas. If you're in some sort of pool where you, you know multiply the seeds, this is an absolute no brainer to pick Colgate to win this. Yeah, game. an upset rewarded pool like that would be great. One hundred sixty two. One sixty two is the total, by the way, in that game, Seth. Um, Arkansas and Colgate, the three fourteen game in the West. So that's the best bet in terms of a giant killer out West. Thirty five percent chance. Uh, not quite the forty one percent of uh, the uh, UCLA. UCLA um, BYU matchup in the previous region. What about worth a long look in the West? So just below Colgate, Arkansas. Yeah, North Texas and Purdue. We give it a 22% upset chance. I mentioned at the top pace. This is one of those pace games. You got two slow teams. It's just about limiting the number of possessions. It gives Purdue, which is obviously the better team here, just gives them fewer chances to extend that advantage over North Texas. It means if you get a couple balls, you know, a couple balls bounce right for North Texas, uh, a loose ball here, a three point there, maybe they could, maybe they could turn that. And, uh, and so that's where we, we put North Texas, giving them a chance against Purdue. And the other one uh, in that region that is worth a long look, you say is Utah state over Texas tech, Utah state, a team that uh, a lot of folks didn't think would make the brackets. And Texas Tech, you know, it's interesting because I've had sort of here on the show, a lot of people are like, we love Chris Beard, but this isn't his best outfit. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, Utah State, if you look at our resume numbers, Utah State over Louisville was a pretty questionable choice, I think, by the committee. But there's a shot here. I think uh, if we look at their, if this could be a game where they have a, a rebounding advantage. Uh, they were, you know, they were 16th in offensive rebound rate and, Texas Tech, 254th in defensive rebound rate per Ken Palm. So I think that's one area where they could have it have an edge. It gives them a shot. I, I don't think it's crazy to pick this upset. Uh, there are a lot of other games that are that are worse than this one. So there, there's a chance here. 
All right. Uh, also in that region, again, just to sort of say it, not completely ridiculous, Winthrop over Villanova is the 12-5. Now, interestingly, by the way, we're talking to Seth Walder from ESPN, sports analytics writer, who did this great giant killers piece uh, with John Gassaway. In the South, which is Baylor's region, if you will, there is no best bet in terms of a giant killer, and you have one worth a long look. So uh, this one is devoid of, uh, of what you would call a best bet, but what's the worth a long look here? It's UC Santa Barbara over Creighton, the 12-5. And if you are, like I mentioned, we don't put any factor factor in any sort of recency stuff here. So uh, Creighton's loss against Georgetown, whether that happened last game or back you know, in January, either way, sort of counting the same. If you're a believer in, in recency, then maybe you think the Gauchos have a better shot. You know, we give them just a 21% chance. Uh, it wasn't sort of like a perfect matchup there. Uh, UC Santa Barbara was one of those teams that I was looking at before the tournament. Given the right opponent, we might have they might have had a higher chance. Creighton, you know, is a is a pretty good team. Absent that last game or absent lately, so 21% shot for UC Santa Barbara. But this and the West, I think, are going to be a little bit chalkier in terms of the regions. This is this is awesome. There's people listening right now. Okay, filling out. And you're right. The upset rewarded pool specifically, uh, this is key. Not completely ridiculous in that region. Uh, also, the play-in. Whoever wins the play-in game, Wichita State or Drake against USC. So in that 11-6, the eventual 11-6, Wichita State incrementally uh, more of an upset chance than Drake. But either one of those teams has a, a not completely ridiculous shot, according to the uh, Giant Killers model of taking down number six USC with Evan Mobley, the Pac-12 player of the year. All right, so if we go to, uh, let's see here. Oh, there's more, uh, not, there's more actually uh, not completely ridiculous, pardon me, Ohio over Virginia, Eastern Washington over Kansas, but none of those qualify as a best bet, correct, Seth? Correct. That's a, yeah, no, okay. that, that's absolutely right. We're all we're all on the low low teams there. All right. So, and then in the Midwest, we do have a best bet. Uh, ooh, I like this one. What you got in the Midwest? This is a big one. So this is Syracuse over San Diego State. We give it a thirty nine percent chance to hit. So it's our best guaranteed matchup, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, second only to UCLA. And with Syracuse and San Diego State, it's not it's not some big style factor here. It's just a matter of looking at. These efficiencies, I mean, Syracuse is basically, we make them the 33rd best team in the country going forward. And to put that in context, they're an 11 seed. Wichita State is also an 11 seed, and we make them the 97th best team in the country. So uh, <laughs> I think uh, I, I think you're getting a really wide range there, and Syracuse is on the strong side. If you look at just efficiencies and we adjust for opponent quality, we would say that San Diego State was about three and a half points per game better than Syracuse. Once we factor in the preseason prior, we make it about a two-point difference between these two teams. So that's you know that's that's how you sort of end up in this kind of 39-40% range. So Syracuse, I think, is a really is a really good play. It's just when you're factoring in those opponent adjustments, it, it matters. And worth a long look in that same Midwest region. Yeah, Liberty over Oklahoma State. This is a fun one. Liberty, they've got the offense. They, you know, they chuck threes up. They hit them. Two, you know, their two-point field goal percentage, three-point field goal percentage, free throw shooting, ball security. Like they have the offensive edge in this game. So uh, Oklahoma State, no question, they're the better defensive team here. But in the 13-4 game, to to tell me you're getting the team that is 
you know, normally it's like, well, maybe the difference between these two teams isn't that large, but we're actually getting the better offense here with Liberty. And so that to me is really appealing. I certainly know, like in a lot of my brackets, I will have Liberty 26% chance. We have them beating Oklahoma state should be a fun game. To wow. Watch, yeah. Oklahoma state got the raw end of the deal. I think most people think on these brackets, yeah. as you write uh, with Liberty, two point field goal percentage, check three point field goal percentage, check free throw shooting, check ball security, check. Um, also, by the way, uh, in that region, not completely ridiculous, Moorhead State over West Virginia, Oregon State over Tennessee in the 12-5, but those, again, in a, in a uh, lower category. So just to review, and again, the piece is called Giant Killers, Complete Upset Picks for Every Region in the March Madness Bracket 2021. The best bets in the East region, UCLA, if they can win the play-in game against Michigan State, UCLA over BYU in the 11-6 would be, according to the Giant Killers model, the highest upset chance of the whole tournament, 41%. Also uh, a best bet in the West region, Colgate over Arkansas. Uh, the model gives it 35% chance to do that. And uh, and then finally, the third one is the one we just discussed. Uh, you know, in the in the uh, Midwest region, Syracuse, the 11-6 over San Diego State. That would be 39%, as Seth just said, of the guaranteed matchups, the highest percentage upset chance per the giant killers model seth will you update this after the first round and after the second round into the sweet 16 if there's anything applicable i don't know if we'll have a story but i'll certainly probably tweet it tweet out what we have going into the going into there obviously second round you can look at a, a seven two or any sort of crazy crazy matchup a lot can happen uh, in the second round too all right and people can find that at seth walder w-a-l-d-e-r Seth, I always appreciate it, man. Love your work. Uh, And John as well. Thank you for continuing with the Giant Killer's mantle over there, sir. Thanks, Gil. Seth Walder, everybody. Sports analytics writer for ESPN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. We want to go through each and every bracket here with the three-man weave crew. We're going to bring them in separately. Um, so ha- here's how we're going to do it. We're going to have Maddie Cox in first. Jim Root's going to join us in studio. We're going to add Kai McKeon next. Uh, after that, uh, we're going to go through all of these now, ATS and bracket by bracket. Do we have Matt, by the way, yet, Jason? Do we have Matt? 
Yes, we do. Matt Cox, everybody, from Three Man Weave. You can check out all their tweets at 3MW underscore CBB on a daily basis. How you doing once again, Matt? We meet again. Gil, always a pleasure. Yeah, the marathon begins. Let's do it. The marathon begins. Uh, we will put this in podcast form as well, for those wondering. Are you going to put this at Beating the Book? We will. Um, we were. This is a, a something in the making for a year. We wanted to do this last year. Obviously, we did not get the opportunity. Um, before we get into anything, Six referees yesterday. What was that story? So the headline was pretty straightforward. We were going back and forth on who's to blame here, but basically the kind of the the big wigs of the NCAA refereeing pool, uh, guys like TV Teddy, John Ayers, and Bob Higgins, got to their hotel. Their rooms apparently were not ready, so they figured, hey, let's go out and get a meal. And sure enough, they tested positive for COVID. It's not, I don't think confirmed that's where they got COVID, but it's a pretty safe assumption. So everyone's saying, how can the referees be so obtuse to go out and have a meal given the stringent protocols? But I also think there's some blood on the NCAA's hands. Maybe get the rooms ready to go. Like, I think we've known about this tournament for a few weeks now or few, more. A few weeks. Or, or months. Few yeah, weeks. it wasn't like, a, oh, oh, we need to, like, accommodate a whole, <laughs> like, convention in the, in the drop of a hat. So, yeah, I don't know. Odd story. Uh, but hopefully this is not a bad omen of more such stoppages to come. Yeah. So 6 p.m. is the deadline today, 6 p.m. Eastern, for everybody, all teams meeting their medical protocols, all teams in the pool, 68 teams. Uh, if those are all met, and by the way, Louisville is the first team up in case any team does not meet that and can't play in the tournament. Uh, if yep. it is a one-bid conference team, then a team from that conference will replace um, the team that's already in. So if someone from the America East, by the way, if, if, if not to pick on, you know, not to pick on uh, a small conference, but if an if a automatic bid from a smaller conference, America East, Northeast, so, so on and so forth, they can't go, they would be replaced by a team uh, in their right. particular uh, conference. Okay. And by the way, it should be noted that if, if something happens after 6 p.m., then it's just team forfeits and the team playing that team that can't meet the medical requirements they just advance goes through right so those, yep. are, those are your ground rules so okay thursday we have four play-in games the first four if you will uh you yes, actually you actually before we even get to the brackets themselves starting with the 64 you actually like some bets here at three out of four of these games right yeah i like the action on I, you mentioned 75 percent of the of the openers it's nice that we get some some bets off and running here to start. I think my favorite of this batch goes, as I mentioned last night, Mount St. Mary's spread's been hit pretty hard. It's closer to pick at some places after opening a uh, plus two and a half plus three at some books. I hopped in early. So I, I was endorsing anything at plus two or higher. I still think it's worth a hard look. This is fits into the, like the middle of the Venn diagram between matchup that's favorable and price that's favorable. You have a team that's coming off a uh, very impressive NAC tournament win. Mount St. Mary's. They have a little jitterbug named Damian Chong Kui, 5'8 guy. And the rest of their lineup kind of looks like the Monstars from Space Jam. They start 6'9, 6'9, 6'8, 6'5. Really an outlier type of DNA for a mid-major team. Should give a lot of problems to Texas Southern, coached by Johnny Jones, the former LSU head honcho. He's a talent vacuum. He's got guys that played at Georgetown, uh, Stephen F. Austin. Oh, Mike, Marcus Weathers, their best players at Oklahoma State. So no shortage of talent for Johnny Jones bunch, but they are excessively rim reliant, and Mount St. Mary's is just a kryptonite matchup with all the size and length they have. I think you're getting a good price here. Mount St. Mary's, best bet of the four, first four bunch for me. Okay. 
Um, not the game that we're showing there on uh, on the screen, but we're talking about Mount St. Mary's over Texas Southern in the play-in game to take on Michigan. All right, Mount St. Mary's, one of them. What's the uh, uh, what are the other two? So looking at Appalachian State against Norfolk, uh, this is just a classic Southern or Sun Belt versus Miac discrepancy. I thought the opening number didn't really account for the 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 chasm between those two caliber of conferences. App State's undervalued because they had a couple of COVID interruptions this year. We saw what they can do when they're at their best. A probable four-game run through the conference tournament. They had to win two of those in overtime, but they are on fire right now. And they're shooting the ball really well, coached by Dustin Kearns, who's a big endorser, embracer of the pace and space, you know, uh, analytic-driven ball movement where you just space it out. You knock down threes, you get highly efficient looks. Play Norfolk State, plays a lot of zone. So I think they can get a lot of open threes continue that momentum of the hot shooting uh, that really carried them through that Sunbelt tournament. Got in Michael Amonesty's hit 23s the last four games. He is en fuego, just one of three snipers they have. I think App State's a great bet here, even at the current price of three. Anything above three, though, I, I'd advise staying away. All right. I'll, I'll say it this way because I know I'll get tweets. Wait, wait which games did he like in the playing games? Uh, all you have to remember here is Mountaineers, Mountaineers in the first two. Exactly. Mount St. Mary's, Mountaineers. I'll over keep it simple for that that's, reason. That's right. It's all Mountaineers. Uh, Mount St. Mary's over Texas Southern. Uh, this is the uh, 16 seed play-in game to play Michigan in the East. And then Appalachian State, those Mountaineers against Norfolk State, yep. the Spartans from the MEAC, uh, Mountaineers of the Sun Belt this time, play-in game to take on Gonzaga. Both of those ATS App State laying three in this yes. one against Norfolk State. And then one more of the play-ins you like as well. Yeah, real short and sweet here, Drake. Uh, the Bulldogs squeaked in. Thank goodness. I thought they were incredibly deserving. Key factor here is they could get Tank Hemphill back. Arguably their second most valuable player down the stretch. A real athlete, a weapon, and so much of what they do on both sides of the floor. Uh, but what I really like Drake here, even if he doesn't play or is not effective, the Bulldogs are 20-8 and eight against the spread out of conference the last three seasons. I don't like using trends, big picture, that macro as sort of a reason to bet on a team. But when you think about why, DeVries uses so much, uh, the, the complexity and the nuance of their offense is very intricate. And I think for teams who don't know that as well, like the teams in the Missouri Valley do, they tend to have value when they're playing unfamiliar foes. So Wichita State's going to be, you know, I think caught off guard defensively. There's so much back screen or back cutting, screening. They're going to take time to figure it out. You know, you can scout all week for it, but until you see it on the floor, it's a different beast. I could argue Drake's undervalued because the teams in the Valley just know their stuff so well. And when they get back out of conference, teams that don't know them as well, that's where I think they have big-time value. So I would take Drake here any spot where there's still a dog. By the way, I had Seth Walder on for BSPN earlier. He thought that the Wichita State Drake winner had a pretty legit shot as a giant killer against USC in 11-6. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I've been down on USC all season. At some point, I have to respect what they've done. I mean, they're basically crawled into the top 15 in most of the metrics. I think top 15 in Ken Palm. Uh, they have the best player on the floor against pretty much any team they play in Evan Mobley. An absolute freak of an athlete. The, the things he can do with the basketball at seven foot, the way he moves are unfair. Uh, I don't know how the, out of these guys, are just, they're being built different these days. I don't understand it. But I, it's an interesting matchup. I worry about Drake's lack of size if they were to advance against USC. But they can play... The, the X and O chess match on the other end, the way they spread you out, they can bring, uh, they can go with the small ball lineup and bring Mobley away from the basket, sort of uh, limiting his impact inside. 
I guess the right lean, but I'm not as excited to fade USC, which has not been a very profitable strategy this year for me. Yeah, I should probably be fairer to Seth. That was in his not completely ridiculous category, which was his third category. <laughs> wasn't his best bet, wasn't worth a long look, if you will, as we were categorizing them. We'll uh, rehash what his best bets in terms of giant killers were as we go through this bracket by bracket. We only have a couple minutes here, uh, Matt, so I'll, I'll wait to go through the first two brackets when Jim gets here and, and the three of yep. us can do it. Uh, but I'll, I'll rehash some of the questions I asked you last night on Primetime Action. The numbers game audience didn't hear yours, your answers to these. One, easiest path for a number one seed is? I think Gonzaga. Um, trying to remove the fact that Gonzaga is the best number one seed from that equation, just looking at the field, the draw, the two seed, three seed, four seed in that region. They've already beat, and I think they beat all three handily. Virginia, Iowa, and Kansas. Talk about Virginia with their COVID issues. Kansas sort of in the same boat. Iowa, just a brutal matchup uh, for the Hawkeyes. I just don't think, even if Iowa does advance to the late, which I'm skeptical they will, if they catch Gonzaga there in a rematch, I think the Zags do exactly what they did in the first one. Uh, that game played to like 20 points. I think the final margin was closer to 10, but the Zags dropped 20 in the first half, and they just let their foot off the gas. So I think the Zags are a safe, safe bet to reach the final four. And uh, your final four, well, we'll get to that. Let me say the, the hardest or or the – the most unfair, I'll use that word, but sort of the, the team that got the shaft yeah. here. Is it Oklahoma State as a number four seed? Yeah, I, you know, I was going to say the, t- the one seed that has the toughest, I think, path, you could argue is Illinois for that reason. You have Oklahoma State lurking in the same side of that upper half of the Midwest bracket. Then you talk about Loyola, who they could see second round, a vastly underseeded team uh, ranked in the top 15, top 10 in most of the advanced metrics. I think whoever comes out of that little pocket um, will have gone through a gauntlet to get there. The winner of that probably takes on Houston, who I think will actually end up being my official Final Four pick. I've been going back and forth between Illinois and Houston in the Midwest. Uh, but I think Houston, because they have an easier draw to get to the Elite Eight, is, is the better value pick if you're looking to take a region future ticket. All right. Yeah, I think Illinois probably has the toughest four seed, but maybe the easiest two and three. That's debatable, but maybe. Yeah, that's the case that. with the Illini. Yeah, West yeah. Virginia vulnerable. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll we'll have Jim Root join us next from Three Man Weave. The three of us, Matt Cox, Jim Root, and I, we'll start with the West and the East. We'll go through those two sides of uh, March Madness, those two uh, regions. We'll do it bracket by bracket. We'll do ATS if there's ATS uh, thoughts. We'll certainly do it as a advance through the bracket as well. The madness is here. Uh, Matt Cox, uh, kind enough to uh, stay with us from Three Man Weave. Again, at 3MW underscore CBB, Matt Cox via the magic of Skype. And Matt, look who just walked into the studio. Also from Three Man Weave, it's just like old times, man. Jim Root, how you doing, Jim? Good. It's good to be back in the South Point studio. It's been a while for me. Look at this guy, man. Look at this guy over here. You, 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 you know, yeah, you I see stiff the me during in. COVID, and, but, I'm, but I'm here. I made it. You made it. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we couldn't do this for a year. Uh, used to come here regularly to talk college basketball in a numbers game. Um, and you're getting a taste. You've been co-hosting shows on Vison. How's that going? Uh, it's going well. You know, I, clearly they've elevated me, uh, elevated me above Matt and the other two. <laughs> I'm, I'm in person, so look, I've, I've taken that extra step, Matthew. I, they, they, they like me more. I'm sorry. Wow, shots fired. <laughs> I went through this whole little thing to get my background set up for March Madness, Jim, and I'm still just throwing. You know, you, you're in the ivory tower. I'm just looking up and. In all of you. So we can all aspire to reach the level that you're at right now. By the way, you and Kai, Kai, who's joining us in about a half hour, you you guys coming into town this week as well? Yeah, Thursday evening, I believe, uh-huh. is when our flight lands. We have a, a, a herd of us joining for an annual tradition, and I'm planning on staying next week as well. So I'm hoping to weasel my way in to Jim's throne for some studio hits next week, uh, pending the offers on the table. <clears throat> Offer on the table, sir. All right, let's do it. You have one for me, formally. 
All right, let's start with here's what we'll do. We'll do West and East, the three of us. Then when Kai uh, comes on in, we'll tackle both the South and the Midwest. Let's start this bracket by bracket. We'll go to the West first. Gonzaga against the winner of Norfolk State and Appalachian State. And again, we'll do this ATS in brackets. I assume that everybody's going to advance Gonzaga past the winner of the Mountaineers of App State from the Sun Belt and uh, the Spartans of Norfolk State from the MEAC, that uh, play-in game. Do you agree, Jim, though, with Matt on playing Appalachian State against the number here? I do. I think that's probably the side there. It's just it, it's weird to have a Sun Belt team in the play-in game. That, that conference is, like, above play-in to me in my mind. Yes. So. Uh, so you're with it. Lay the three there. Yep. Okay. Uh, Appalachian State uh, Mountaineers. The winner of the Gonzaga play-in winner game, which we're all advancing Gonzaga there, um, will play the winner of Oklahoma and Missouri, the 8-9 game in the West region. Oklahoma uh, favored by two points here. Jim, we'll start with you because this is, uh, you know, this is as close to, well, not as close, but very close to a coin flip here. Who do you like to advance, do you like the number? I thought you were going to say you're starting with me because it's close to home for me. It's my oh, alma mater. Oh, yes, your there. alma mater, um, Mizzou. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the Tigers. I'm a little nervous about the matchup. I think there's a coaching edge for Oklahoma here. I think Kruger's a little, a little better than Quanzo, particularly in postseason settings. And the matchup, it, it, I'm worried. I think picking pops with Brady Manick, they can spread out Mizzou's uh, defense. Jer- Jeremiah Tillman, not great at covering in space like that. And then defensively, Oklahoma's going to be a shell and make Mizzou shoot over the top. I assume, Matt, are, are you with me there? Are you actually going to back my my alma mater here? No, I'm going to sit next to you guys and, and root you on because I cannot stand to be in the town of Vegas after Mizzou loses. So I went through that experience <laughs> when you guys fumbled it against Florida State. Uh, so don't do that again, please, for my own personal morale and my experience, uh, my return to the desert. Matchup-wise, I think you said it. You know, you hit the nail on the head. The the one thing that Lon Kruger always does, he, he finds mismatches. I call him the mismatch mastermind. But Mizzou has big guards, and they have versatile defenders. I don't think that they're as exploitable from that angle. Uh, but if Kruger sees a weakness that you know develops throughout the game, I think he finds it. So, yeah, co- coaching edge to OU. But I think the price is about right. It's cl- close, to a, or close to a coin flip. I think minus two is a pretty, uh, pretty accurate price. So no ATS play here. But Nothing okay. for me. Yeah, you're thinking I about le- it. lean towards Oklahoma. I mean, maybe the, there's some like emotional hedge anti bias that I'm working with there. So, all know. right. But you're advancing Oklahoma. Yes. Okay. You hate your alma mater. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. All right. 5 12 game in the West. So, yesterday on the show, I had about, uh, you know, like three different instances of people liking the Gauchos here for an outright upset. It's UCSB, the 12 seed, the Gauchos out of the Big West, Big West Conference Tournament Champions against Creighton. Creighton got housed in the Big East title game against Georgetown. Creighton is the five seed. Creighton is a six and a half point favorite. By the way, that Oklahoma-Missouri game is actually Saturday, the second day. Um, Creighton, UCSB. Jim, ATS or advance? Either way, how do you want to go here? I'm struggling with this one. Uh, UCSB still yeah. waiting on some injury news here with Ajari Sani, one of their starting guards. He's a double-digit scorer, key piece for them. If he's in, that'll probably tip me towards UC Santa Barbara. Without him, I think maybe it's getting a little too cute trying to back the Gauchos here, and I would go Creighton. So lean towards you, Matt. So pending right now, in other words? Pending. Pending. Skill Alexander, Jim Root, Matt Cox. Both those guys from Three Man Weave. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo's Link Game Plus, and, of course, iHeartRadio. Matt, your thoughts on that? Yeah, it seems like UCSB Creighton uh, feels like what's happening in the other side of the bracket with 
Villanova and Winthrop. The the darling Cinderella is already starting to be formed with the, the Eagles, and I seem to get the same vibes as you mentioned here with the Gauchos. I'm sort of pouring, pouring cold water on both those. I, I respect Creighton. Uh, they don't have the same injury issues that Nova does. I think this team is just very undervalued right now. I, I think seven's a pretty uh, accurate price. The early money hit it pretty hard from eight and a half down to seven. But I'm not going to follow the, uh, the the public party here on UCSB. I just respect the Jays too much. I think they make enough shots. They defend well, too. I think that's the thing that gets forgotten about this Jays team. They've really defended a lot better down the stretch. And UCSB's got plenty of talent, but I, I just think seven's too short. Yeah. Uh, rounding out that half of the of the West uh, region, by the way, when everybody had UCSB yesterday, it made me worried as well. Uh, but rounding out, the winner of the 5-12 Creighton-UCSB game plays the winner of Virginia and Ohio. The Who's number four seed out of the ACC. That's the highest seed of an ACC team this year. Yeah. Against the uh, Bobcats of Ohio, MAC tournament champs. They get the 13 slot. Uh, who's favored by, it was eight. Now it's seven and a half, let's call it. Actually, it was 10 and a half as an open, all the way down to seven and a half in favor of UVA. Another of all, all these games, by the way, on Saturday. Uh, Jim, we'll start with you here again. I'm I'm an Ohio guy. I'm a Bobcat. I think that that steam down from that opener of ten and a half, which was a little crazy to me, makes sense. Virginia, we don't even know who all is going to be there. They're they're traveling to this game on Thursday. They're they're still back home quarantining after pulling out of the ACC tournament. We don't know for sure they'll be full strength. And Ohio is playing so well right now. They they're hitting hitting their stride at the right time. They've got a star at point guard. They've got a pretty balanced roster. Matthew, I, I am I am an Ohio Bob kitten here. Are you joining me? <laughs> I missed the number. I don't know. I was going to snoozing or, or looking up at the ceiling or something. But Snooze. yeah, at this point, got to hit down immediately I, for the COVID reasons you mentioned. Akin to my take with Creighton UCSB, I just think the line's gotten a little too short. I'm not looking to buy back on Virginia yet, um, but but I think it's if you're looking to play Ohio, which I think is the right side, you've missed your price. So I think you got to find other other spots to pick off. Ohio can really shoot it, man. They got deep, deep range on multiple their guards. Ben Vanderplask is a sort of a mismatch inverse forward who could be a tricky spot for the Hoos to defend. So yeah, I think the Virginia could be an upset alert here. I just think from a betting perspective at, at seven, it's too low. You you advancing Ohio in your brackets? Then I am. I'm taking are. Ohio here. Yep. Wow. I am going to take Ohio in my bracket. Yeah, oh, I have to. There you go. You, oh, and that's the you, classic. You, I won't bet on them, but I'll advance them. <laughs> cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Come on, Matt. Come on. Other side of the Western region. Uh, USC, we talked about this uh, moments ago, uh, Matt, in terms of the play-in game. Wichita State Drake winner to take on USC. Uh, what was your take on the Wichita State Drake game real quick, Matt, again? Drake. Darian DeVries, his... Offense is tough to prepare for if you don't know it. And I think the Missouri Valley teams have an edge because they're so familiar with it. Drake has always been good against the number of the last few years, no matter what. They are especially good out of conference against teams that aren't familiar with it. Uh, I think Drake has a very substantial matchup edge, especially with Tank Hempel back in the fold. You're nodding, Jim. I'm with him. Yeah, I he, I think he said it. Uh, they're they're great non-conference against the spread. 20 and eight the last three years, so almost 70 percent there. They're really tough if you're not familiar with them. And remember that play-in game is on Thursday this year. Everything's staggered, so the four play-in games, the first four in, if you will, on Thursday, and then the 64 starts on Friday. Uh, either of you have Drake. Or Wichita State, if it happens to be Wichita State beating USC? I do not. I, I just, USC size worries me. Drake can kind of get beat up inside. Even though they have Darnell Brody, it's it's only one man against the mountains that, that USC offers. So I, I just, I'm not quite confident, Matt, without Roman Penn there that, that Drake can get into the round of 32. 
Yeah, I mean, Enfield's been really good in the tournament. Uh, you look back the last few years, I think he's, he's I'm looking at the numbers right, he's 4-0. Uh, his last four games in March, he had that run as a play-in uh, seed a few years back. They This year, just that size and that athleticism and that talent is so overwhelming. I disrespected him all season. I'm done doing that. I think, the, I think the Trojans can march on to the Sweet 16, to be honest, against a potentially vulnerable KU squad there in the second round, assuming both teams advance. Oh, what about that? KU, Eastern Washington, the 3-14 game, the Eagles out of the big sky, first time in the tournament since 2015. Kansas favored by about 10.5, Matt. Eastern Washington defense, not always trustworthy. but Oh, you're being score. kind. Yeah, I am. So I'll, I'll say this, Oral Roberts, not always trustworthy defensively, but both teams can score the crap out of the ball. And it's a very unorthodox offense. They run sort of through a high post uh, action, a lot of cutters and shooters off that. If KU's not connected on defense, this is a game where they could find themselves down 10 early just through a straight uh, barrage of threes. This will be a cute first of 15 bet for me, I think, Gil. So I, I look out for the books uh, taking some big money here on the uh, the sharp shooting Eagles to uh, to get up early on the Hawks. Yeah, it's, it's come down a little bit. Uh, I'm sort of inclined to hope it gets to single digits and back Kansas. They're coming off COVID issues of their own. It sounds like McCormick will be able to play, but Jalen Wilson starting forward, not traveling for them. So they're a little bit shorthanded. I still think KU can guard them somewhat, and Eastern Washington can't stop anybody. I think Kansas can score almost at will here. So Kansas advances. You might even play them if it gets to single digits here. Yep. Okay. Uh, ATS, that is. Last two in the West. Uh, the seven ten game is Oregon VCU. Ducks favored by six, last I checked. Let me uh, update that. And then the two fifteen game, uh, they'll play the winner. That is the seven ten game. The Oregon VCU uh, winner will take on the winner of Iowa Grand Canyon. The Antelopes out of the whack. Hawkeyes favored by f- more than a couple touchdowns here, 14 and a half. Anything, Jim, on either of those? Uh, I think Grand Canyon's a, a really good matchup against Iowa. It's They've got the size to at least battle with Garza inside. So I'm hoping that ticks back up to 15, but I, I, I will probably end up back in Grand Canyon there. But Iowa advances in the bracket, of course. Yep. And then uh, anything on Oregon VCU? Uh, I like Oregon, but the number's too high. So I'll be advancing yep. it, but not betting it. Advancing Oregon, but not betting it. Yep. Same with you, man. Yeah, advancing Oregon. I, I made this spread minus four. I was actually tempted to take VCU on the opener, but it's come down a little bit. I trust Dan Altman. He is phenomenal in the tournament, akin to Jim Beheim and some of these coaches who use a myriad of, of junk defenses to throw wrenches and opposing offenses. Altman's a tough coach to prepare for, man, especially if they advance. I'd be on upset alert if you're a Hawkeye fan. Um, Altman's especially good in the short turnaround spots, round of 32, Elite Eight. We've seen it the last few seasons. I think they get past VCU, and they could certainly be in the Sweet 16 uh, if they make some shots against the Hawkeyes. All right. All those games on Saturday, by the way, in the Western uh, region. All right. Let's go to the East. The winner of the Western region, and we'll get your final four picks here momentarily. Winner of the West will take on the winner of the East. Michigan is the number one seed. Obviously, Isaiah Livers. Um, I don't know. Michigan might not have him for the whole weekend here. Can they survive to the Sweet 16? Will they get him back for the Sweet 16? Uh, They won't have him for the weekend. Michigan will take on the winner of Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern, the uh, play-in game for the number 16 seed. Matt already said he actually likes Mount St. Mary's in the play-in game against the number. You like it? Yeah, I'm with him. I I took it early, two and a half. I think I'd still take it at pick because I do think they win. They just got some matchup edges and I think a a coaching advantage there as well. Yeah, straight pick them now in that one. Yeah, yeah, still worth it. Okay, still worth it. All right, Uh, I assume you have Michigan advancing though? 
I do. No, no one sixteen <laughs> okay. on my bracket. Here. <laughs> and not you either, Ben. Okay, eight nine game is the so the winner. We're assuming Michigan will take on the winner of the eight nine game. This is pretty good right here. LSU out of the SEC playing great against uh, the Atlantic Ten regular season and conference tournament champions, the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure. LSU favored by two is what I'm seeing right now. Two is the latest. Yes, two. So, um, and this, by the way, still Saturday. You'll see some one and a halfs. Let's call it one and a half consensus. Jim, thoughts here? I took the Bonnie's money line. I, I like them quite a bit. Mark Schmidt is a great game planner. Fantastic for the Bonnie's. He, he just game planned for a whole week for a Shaka Smart assistant for the A-10 championship against VCU. And now he's got to do it again. Will Wade at LSU, a, a Shaka Smart assistant as well. I think he's he's basically got a bunch of tricks up his sleeve here. The only worry is that this is kind of a five-man team, and if they get in foul trouble at all, they're they're in for uh, their bench is just bad. So yeah. they've just got to stay in the half court and out of foul trouble. Maddie, yeah, I'm a Bonnie boy. Have been all season. Uh, I do want to give some credit to LSU, who has played better defensively. Uh, Will Wade has those guys defending at a higher level than we saw earlier in the year starting to play some man-to-man and actually weaponize the athletes that they have. It's shocking that they've been as bad defensively, given all the you know the size and the speed at all five positions. But in a close sort of toss-up pickup game, Jim's right. Just take the better coach. And Mark Schmidt's as good as anyone in the country in terms of X and O tactician game planning. All right, all these games, since we decided to do it West-East, all these games Saturday, by the way, these are uh, the second day of the tournament, if you will, um, the playing games notwithstanding. 5-12 in the East. Colorado against Georgetown. Patrick Ewing and Georgetown winning the Big East tournament. Uh, the That's five, and it's been five the whole time. So Colorado favored by five, Jim. I kind of like Georgetown. Yes. I, I, I lean that way. It felt a little bit short in the number, but I, I kind of looked at it again. And, and Colorado away from Boulder, where they've just demolished teams at altitude, has not been quite as good. Uh, and Georgetown, just they're playing fantastically right now. They've kind of figured out an identity. They're, they're hitting shots from the perimeter. And... I think they can score inside here, despite Colorado having some decent uh, interior protection. Uh, Cutis Wahab, a, a beast inside for for the Hoyas. Matt, are you uh, are you on the, on Georgetown as well? Or are you going with Colorado? ATS and advancing them in your brackets? Yep, I'm, I'm taking twelve both. five. Yep, Matt. I'm going the other way on both. Uh, I think Whoa. the concerns about Georgetown being able to score inside are valid. I looked at some of the advanced numbers. Colorado's post defense has not been that great this year for a team that we think of physical size, you know, flushed up front really have had trouble stopping guys in in the paint. I think Colorado's just undervalued. I, I really look at what they've done the last month, blew a lot of late leads, um, got up early on a bunch of teams. If they, it's not, I, I took first half here at Gill because I'm worried about the same dynamic playing out here. The five feels too high in sort of an ugly game, but I did take minus three first half on the buffs. I think they get out to a hot start. And I think this whole Georgetown run, sort of like the Oregon State thing, it, it was cute. It was fun. I'm just not buying into it. I think they go home early. How dare you? How dare I'm you sorry. come on? I know the show. I had to offend your DC roots there. La- later, you will fade Maryland, I'm sure, as well. That's coming up. Uh, I actually like the Terps. Uh, I do. Like okay, the we'll get there momentarily. Like winner the of Colorado Georgetown, 512, takes on the winner of Florida State UNCG, the uh, University of uh, North Carolina Greensboro, the Spartans out of the Southern. Uh, 413 game, Florida State favored by double digits here. I'm going to assume you're going to advance the Seminoles here, but what about the number? I'm probably going to end up backing FSU here. I'm kind of waiting to see what the number is, but I just think for every mid-major that gets into the tournament, your nightmare matchup is Florida State because you can't do anything against them athletically. They're huge. And UNC Greensboro's whole edge is they've got a point guard, Isaiah Miller, who is like maybe the best athlete in the tournament. He he has a near 50-inch vertical. He's an absolute stud, but 
that advantage is completely nullified against Florida State and, and the athleticism that they have. So I, I, the only worry for FSU is turning the ball over against pressure, but I, I still think Florida State's the play here. Interesting as it relates to mid-majors. Matt? Yeah, UNCG is basically the most athletic and tallest team against every team they play up until this point. And I should mention, Florida State negates all of that. I mean, this is like a nightmare matchup for UNCG. I will absolutely be advancing Florida State. From a spread perspective, UNCG is spunky enough to keep it close. Uh, I don't really see the Knolls blowing the doors off the Spartans. So that's where I was a little bit torn. Could maybe talk me into taking a small dabble on on the Spartans here at plus 11. It's pretty high spread. Uh, but this is not an upset alert for me. Terrible draw here for the uh, for West Miller and the Spartans. Back half of the Eastern Region, BYU, the number six seed, is going to take the winner. Is going to take on the winner of the Michigan State UCLA Blue Blood Play-in game. Uh, Seth Walder from ESPN was on earlier on the show. His number one giant killer model shot was UCLA over BYU. Yeah, and I think he still had Michigan State over BYU fairly high, highly rated as well. That surprised mm-hmm. me. I mean, I, maybe, you know, BYU's tempo is not super conducive to, to not getting upset, but I like BYU here. I think Mark Pope is a terrific coach. No He's, matter who they play. Yeah, I like him either way. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State, maybe the more dangerous matchup to me. Sorry, sorry to to Seth's model there, but no, no. I, I'm I'm rolling with the Cougars there, Matt. Uh, I think you're a, you're a big Cougar boy, aren't you? Yeah, Cougars blind. Doesn't matter who wins this big matchup. I think, the, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's the, the that's Mormons, the reputation baby. he wants. <laughs> Just exactly, yeah. The Storm and Mormons, no affiliation with that with that school, but Mark Pope, top five coach for me in the country. I think he's that good. Um, they could march on really far in this wide open region. I think their size up front will bully whoever comes out of this playing game winner, both UCLA and Michigan State, much thinner up front than they have been in years past. Matt, you stayed away from Michigan State, UCLA. Do you have any conviction on that? Not at current number. I took it at minus one. Up to two makes me a little nervous. I think it's closer to yeah. a coin flip. Okay. BYU play-in game winner, whether it's Michigan State or UCLA, takes on the winner of the 314 game. Texas, Big 12 tournament champs against Abilene Christian, the Wildcats out of the Southland. Uh, Texas favored by nine, let's call it eight and a half now. Jim, we'll start with you. Uh, Abilene Christian, live or not? I don't think so. I, it's a little similar to UNC Greensboro and Florida State, yes. where Abilene's been all about their size in the paint. They're one of the big, big, the biggest post-up teams in the entire country, and you can't do that against Texas. They're huge inside. So I'll keep this one quick. I think Texas kind of blows them out. Oh, okay. So against the number two. Uh, yeah, I took I took eight and a half. So Matt? Yeah, Texas just takes care of the ball. I think they win pretty easily here. Um, Joel Golding is a phenomenal basketball coach. What he's done with that program, making the transition to D1, now having him as a powerhouse of that conference, very commendable, brutal matchup draw, though. I mean, Texas, like Florida State, like Tennessee, I think they're all three very undervalued teams that played like elite teams at certain spurts throughout the season. Um, And there's a bound to start playing right back to that with the stakes as high as they are now. All right. Um, We're going to run into a break here. So I'm going to save UConn, Maryland, and Alabama, Iona. For well, let's just talk Alabama. I own it real quick. The two fifteen, Alabama favored by uh, seventeen here. Last I uh, last I checked, you'll advance Alabama against Rick Pitino's Gales. I would imagine any play on the number. Yeah, it's too high. I'm I'm on the Gales. You're I, on the Gales. I think they can be feisty. They can stop dribble penetration a little bit. So I'll be yeah. I took Iona at seventeen and a half. You too, Matt. You're nodding. Yes, sir. Exact same. Advancing Bama, but I think the Gales keep it close-ish. Okay. I'll save UConn, Maryland for after the break. Get your thoughts on uh, who you got into the Final Four. Take a look at some uh, region-by-region odds as well. Is there a bet to be made to win the region? We shall see. Jim Root, 
Matt Cox, Kai McKeon will join us coming up as well. We'll do the other two regions right here on a numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Biz Gil Alexander, Matt Cox, and Jim Root from Three Man Weave. Uh, here, Kyle McKeon still coming. Kyle had a flip, so he'll be joining us in a minute. Yeah, Big Shot's still got a full-time job, so <laughs> we got to let him do that. Uh, we, we neglected one game, oh, almost timed it perfectly, but the winner of the Alabama-Iona 215, which you guys both said you like Alabama to advance, but you like the Gales of Iona against the number, um, is the 7-10 game between UConn and Maryland. UConn favored by, it was 2.5 last night. looked, I'll update that for you, but uh, UConn... Maryland, it is three, let's call it now, three across the board. How do you feel about this? I took UConn minus two. I'm going to wish I was uh, Skyping for this now that I'm, I'm sitting <laughs> next okay. to you betting against Maryland. That's but, okay. Uh, UConn's got some questions. Uh, RJ Cole is in concussion protocol. Yeah. He's been awesome for them down the stretch. So if he's not back, I'm a little concerned about the two. But I'm hoping he plays. And I just think UConn's kind of on the, on the ascendancy right now. And Book Knight is, is too much of a star to bet against in March. Matt, I sense that you agree. You know, I do, Gil. I was hyping up your Terps earlier. I looked at the uh, you know, sort of the zoom-in efficiency stats that Bart Torvik offers. Since the Illinois game, Maryland's been a top 25 team. They've played tremendously. Turgeon made some tweaks to their lineup. They play kind of a five-out perimeter-oriented type approach. Just a tough draw against UConn that can beat you up inside with all their size. I'm going to advance UConn with, uh, you know, begrudgingly, because I do think Maryland is a team that has a, a dark horse DNA to it. They just got put in a really, you know, crappy spot in the bracket. So I will advance UConn. I have no bet on this. I think it's a pretty accurate spread. All right. Uh, we'll save the South and the Midwest for when Kai gets here after the, uh, after the break here. But I wanted to uh, get your guys' thoughts on uh, these region markets, which are available at BetMGM per region. Is there a bet to be made? Let's start uh, anywhere you want to go here, Jason, region by region. Um, we'll start with, again, courtesy of BetMGM, the West, Gonzaga's region, if you will. Gonzaga's minus 175. Uh, everybody else, a distance. Iowa would be the closest, the, the shortest shot otherwise at plus 650. Creighton 8-1, to one, everybody else double digits. 
And by the way, if Norfolk State won this, or if Appalachian State won this, like if Norfolk State won this, shouldn't we get more than 100 to 1? My goodness. Yeah, it should be 10,000 to 1. <laughs> it should, really should be. Uh, Jim, anything you like here uh, besides Gonzaga, or is it all Gonzaga? I Unfortunately, no. Yeah, I, I, I think Gonzaga wins. Value-wise, I, maybe I could shrug and say Creighton at plus 800, but I, I just, I, I'm no. kind of a, a Gonzaga backer all, yeah. all, all along. So nothing for me here. Matt, Gonzaga? Yeah, Zags, especially if it's less than minus 200. I saw a few books had it at minus 230. So uh, yeah. BetMGM's given you, I think, a fair price there. I like, I just, like I said, it's the easiest easiest path for any of the one seeds of the best team. I think you take the Zags and, and go go forward. Next, Jason, next region on this. Again, these courtesy of BetMGM, proud sponsors of this here program. Uh, these are the odds to win the East. Michigan's, if you will. Michigan's plus 175, the number one seed. This is a little more interesting. Alabama four to one, FSU five to one, Texas plus five fifty, UConn eight to one, and then everybody else double digits. Uh, again, Isaiah Livers not going to be available here this weekend. How do you feel here, Jim? This is the region to take a shot. I think I, it, Michigan being, I think, the most vulnerable number one without Livers. I'm looking at that Alabama Florida State tier a little bit, but then even further down, I, I, I think. I won't steal what I think Matt's going to say, but UConn could could be a potential dark horse. I just think this is the region where you take a swing. Matt? Yeah, I'm going to probably spread my risk across three teams, Florida State, UConn, and BYU. Uh, Talked about the Storm Mormons earlier, and I think Florida State has a chance to elevate themselves to being the clear-cut best team in this region. Uh, We've seen Leonard Hamilton teams make these types of runs before. They really have everything clicking right now. Uh, I think the Dolls are a pretty good bet there at, uh, what is that, plus 500. Yeah. I've actually seen up to plus 900 at some books as well. You uh, you and Seth Walder, oppo on BYU, my goodness. All right, let's get through these. He's last... not a fan? Well. Wow, disrespect Mark Pope <laughs> at your own peril, man. That guy knows he what thinks, he's doing. He thinks they're, uh, they're ripe for giant slayage. Uh, odds to win the South. Baylor, even money. Ohio State 6-1, to one, Texas Tech 8-1, to one, everybody else double digits. Jim. I kind of like Baylor at plus 100. I, I think I saw early there like minus 150, minus 200 places. I, I I still think Baylor can get to a gear that other teams can't. Not the best Texas Tech uh, outfit here. Uh, it's I mean uh, the value is pretty high for or low I guess for for a six seed. Matt. Yeah, all Baylor. I I just love the narrative that this could be the Big 12 versus Big 10. Uh, you know basically battleground Baylor could potentially has to go through Wisconsin, Purdue and Ohio state. And I'm a big subscriber to the belief to the narrative that the big 12 is still better than the big 10 and will play as such. All in right. This tournament. Real quick. Then odds to win the Midwest, the Alliance region, they're plus plus one fifty. Okay. State four to one West Virginia and Houston, both six to one. Everybody else, double digits. That's that's those are sharp lines. I like Oklahoma state at higher prices, but four to one isn't, isn't entirely valuable. I like Houston at that price plus 600 tough draw for okay. State Matt. Yeah, I love Houston. Easiest draw there in the bottom half of the bracket. You avoid the Illinois and Oklahoma State barn burner potentially. So, yeah, I think Houston at plus 600 is the right play. All right. South and Midwest, bracket by bracket next. The numbers game at Vison, the sports betting network with three-man weave. By the way, it's Gil Alexander with all the three-man weave crew now. Matt Cox, Jim Root, Kai McKeon joining us as well. How you doing, Kai? You good? I'm doing well. Gil, it's great to see uh, old Jim there in the studio. That's uh, that's fun. Yeah, hey guys. Jim is really Jim. Really, it really hey, feels like Jim. Uh, you know, you feel a little superior to those two guys right now. Don't Ab- you? Absolutely, 100%. they're definitely beneath me. <laughs> okay. Unreal, unreal. All right, guys. So, in the interest of time, by the way, do y'all? And I hate to put you on the spot here. Do you have any NIT? Who's going to win the NIT? Do you even know who's in the NIT? I do. I did a little mini preview for it. I kind of like Davidson as a value play, but I, I think Slew wins it. St. Louis wins it, but you like Davidson as a value play. Yep. All right. 
All right. I'm not going to go around the horn for that. I don't think they've looked at the NIT. Yeah, so that's don't right. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> South region. around the horn discussion. So in the, in the interest of, of time here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out each bracket here. And if there's a, a definitive ATS or upset pick, um, anybody feel free to shout out here. So let's start. Baylor-Hartford, the 116. We're talking the South region now. Baylor favored by, good Lord, 26 last I look against the uh, Hartford Hawks out of the American East. Uh, first time out of the American East that they've ever been in the tournament. Um, Baylor advances everybody, I would assume, and there's there's no play against the spread, is there? Uh, bloodbath. I, I I took Baylor at 25 and a half. I think they murder him. Wow. Yeah, I agree with Jim. I, I think it's going to be just a total destruction. Hartford maybe yeah. slows it down. Only hope. Okay. Yeah, it's a weave sweep here, Gil. I saw Matt Metcalf tweeted out there's some back and forth sharp action. So sounds like we're going head to head with some big money on the uh, the dog here. But yeah, I like the favorite. Laying the wood across the board. Uh, winner of the 116 plays the winner of the 8-9 between Carolina and Wisconsin. ACC against a big 10. This is a, uh, was it two points in favor of the Heels? Yeah, it's, I don't love the line, but I'm taking Carolina to advance. I just don't trust this Wisconsin team at all. Carolina to advance, no play against the number. Guys? I'm kind of fighting against Jim here. I'm I'm leaning Badgers. I wrote this preview up and I couldn't really decide, Gil. Ultimately, I'm going to go with the better guards and Wisconsin's guards are just extremely better than UNC's. Um, they might get killed inside, but I'm, I'm hoping the swing offense frustrates the, the UNC, maybe erratic defense somewhat. Matt. I got nothing here. Complete okay. toss up. I uh, wish my colleagues both walk in their head to head. I love it. Five, five, 12 Villanova Winthrop uh, Eagles out of the big South. No Colin Gillespie Villanova by six might've changed though. Yeah. I, I gave Matt a little guff earlier for the, for betting or advancing a dog, but not betting it. That's kind of what I might do here. I think this line's too low, but <laughs> I, I'm kind of with the, the groundswell of opinion that is on the Winthrop side for cool. bet, advancing. I got Villanova minus six and a half consensus. So you, you're, you're taking Winthrop to advance. I am. Okay. Guys Winthrop yeah, to advance. Uh, Anybody else? I, I think so too. I think everyone is on Winthrop, right? In the public too. ESPN guys are on Winthrop. I think no Gillespie really hurts them here. They haven't played a team that pressures quite yet. Like Winthrop does um, without him in the lineup. Matt. No play just feels like everyone and their mothers on Winthrop and six points for Villanova. I don't care if Gillespie plays or not. He's not playing. It just seems disrespectful. So no bet for me and their mother, Matt, I'm with you. Purdue, North Texas, winner Villanova Winthrop takes on the four thirteen game. Mean Green of North Texas out of Conference USA. Purdue Boilermakers favored by seven and a half. I think this game's too ugly to take the favorite. I, I would take North Texas. If anything, I will probably not bet the, the side. I, I lean towards the under. I think it's just going to be a gross, gross half court game. Matt or Kai. Yeah. yeah nothing strong. I'm leaning North Texas. I'm leaning under. I agree with Jim. It's going to be very, very ugly. Lean North Texas, lean under. Although I see it's been uh, bet down a little bit, 126. So that's could be too low for me at this point. Yikes. All right. Second half of the bracket, 611, Texas Tech, Utah State. Uh, Seth Walder, again, earlier in the show, gave, gave Utah State a puncher's chance here. Texas Tech, uh, Red Raiders favored by five consensus. I'm with him. I, I, I bet the under here, but I'm also maybe going to take Utah State. Now that it is five, I saw four and a half for a while. At five, I, I like the Aggies. It's a great coaching matchup here. Wow. Kai. I do, too. I do too. Texas Tech's going to have trouble scoring inside against this Utah State defense. I, I think Utah State covers here. I think they might even win the game, Matt. Yeah, this is one of my best bets of the first round. I'm glad that Seth came around. Uh, he he missed the vote on the other Utah <laughs> uh, Mormon-based program there at BYU, but he got this one right. God, you love BYU. Uh, winner of 6-11, Texas Tech-Utah State takes on the winner of 3-14 game. What a matchup, at least on paper. Arkansas-Colgate. 
162, I believe, is the spread. I'll double-check on that. Uh, Arkansas favored by 9.5 over the Raiders from the Patriot League. I think the opener was crazy low for the total here, and, and it immediately got that up. That made sense. I, I like the over, but on the number, I kind of lean Arkansas. Colgate hasn't played a non-conference game all year. I, I think this is a big step up in competition for them. Yeah, it is 162, but it has come down a bit on the spread, so it's uh, nine or eight and a halfs out there. Kai? Yeah, I think I think Arkansas scores 100. I think they cover this game. Colgate has not played any team close to their caliber. Justin Smith's going to crush them in, in the paint. Maddie? Nope, no, your colleagues are wrong. Colgate, it's going to be a, a barn burner back and forth. They can make shots and go punch for punch with the uh, with Pig Stewie. I like the Raiders. You're taking the points. Are you advancing them in your bracket, though, Mr. Man? Uh, yeah, I guess I have to. I can't be a Colgate stand and not advance them, so I'll take points <laughs> and advance them. I like it. All right, last two, Florida Vatech, 7-10 in the south. Uh, this is as close to a pick as it gets. Virginia Tech, major coaching edge. I'm, I'm taking the Hokies. Yep. I got nothing here. I, I'm really, really in for a toss up in this one. Hokies for sure. Uh, I like Mike Young with time to prepare. That's a tough offense to uh, to to game plan for. I, I worry for Mike White in that defense. All right. Straight up uh, pick him on that one. A couple votes for the Hokies right there. And then uh, the winner of that 7-10 game takes on the winner of Ohio State. Oral Roberts, the Golden Eagles out of the summit. Now, before I just pass this off, We've, we have a little bit of oral Bob love here, anecdotally here at VEASAN. What do you think here? I, I lean them for the side. I took the over uh, earlier at a lower number. I think this is a complete shootout. Neither team can stop each other. Both have prolific offenses. So I like the over, lean towards oral Bob. Like the over, lean towards oral Roberts plus the points, but you'll advance Ohio State. I will, yep. All right, Kai? I, I echo Jim. I think there's going to be a ton of points. Really fun game to watch, man. Max Aismas, that guy is a lightning bolt for, uh, for oral Roberts. 156 and a half, by the way, the total. And uh, Matt. Yeah, love old Bob, too. You know, I just worry that your colleagues haven't seen them play defense, which is where they uh, <laughs> are not always engaged, to, to put it lightly. So this one could be in the hundreds. Apparently, the word that I got was Greg Hoops Peterson. As soon as he saw the brackets, the very first thing he said was Oral Roberts for the win. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. There's your South. Uh, one more to go. Midwest. We'll get to it next. We'll get these guys final four. Uh, maybe I'll even uh, push them to elite eight picks coming up as well. Although Jim, you and I are in the same boat. Brackets are a whole different animal. Yeah, I'm bad at them. I'm terrible at bracket <laughs> pools. I, I just bet on the games. Thanks for joining us, everybody. No, we'll do the uh, we'll do the Midwest next. One more to get to with the three man weave crew. Kai, Jim, Matt coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Matt, Kai, and Jim <laughs> all at once. And Jim, uh, you guys do something every day over there at SBR. You should let the folks know about that. Yeah, just wanted to mention sportsbookreview.com. We've got a morning show uh, five days a week at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific. I uh, just want to get that sneak that plug in there. Yes. Also, you should be an auctioneer every once in a while. Oh, I know. <laughs> pretty, soon, yes. pretty soon it's going to be like 25 yes. states. Yeah. 25 <laughs> states. And that's the end of the show. It'll be a whole segment. <laughs> All right, Midwest, Illinois-Drexel, the one sixteen game. Uh, the Illini, full disclosure, I have made to want to win it all, so I'm a big Illini fan here. Um, they're monster favorites against Drexel, obviously, north of 20 points. Let's call it 22 and a half. Um, Illinois to advance. Any play on the number here? Uh, I, I think Illinois blows them out. It's a terrible matchup for Drexel. They can't guard pick and roll. Illinois is great at that. It, they're just worried about Drexel slowing the game down. All right, we have it at 23 up on the screen as well. Kai? Is it weird? I kind of lean Drexel. I kind of do. I'm not. I'm not taking anything officially here, but uh, the Dragons are scrappy. I think they should be a 15 seed, so they're a little underseeded for me. By the way, of course, that would be a 16-1 game on the screen there at Visa.com. Matt, 
Drexel is a paper tiger. Jim, I think you have the three-point shooting stats the last six or so games. They've just rode this hot wave of lights-out shooting. I think Illinois blows them out. Yeah, 51% in their last six games from deep. That's that's fake. <laughs> Kai, likes the, <laughs> Kai likes the dragons out of the uh, Colonial, plus the points. It is a little weird, Kai, but I, but I respect it. Uh, yeah, one, I know. <laughs> 116 winner. Uh, we assume it's the, the Illini. Goes up against the 8-9 uh, winner. Loyola of Chicago, the Ramblers out of the Missouri Valley. Two-point favorites over ACC tournament champion Georgia Tech. Let's call it two and a half now, Jim. Yeah, this is a tricky matchup for Loyola. I was ready to auto-advance them against just about anybody, but Georgia Tech plays a tricky matchup zone that could make what Loyola wants to do offensively difficult. I'm still going with Loyola. I took him at minus two against the number and I'm advancing them as well. All right, Kai. Yeah, really ugly game, low scoring. I think Loyola is going to cover this one, though. I think they're going to advance as well. Um, minus two and a half. I, I'm on the Ramblers here. Yeah, it's my first bet on the. Oh yeah, my nope. first bet on the board. I don't like the matchup, though, Gil. Uh, I just think poor Moser figures it out. Even though Loyola has not seen any zone this season whatsoever, it does concern me. I think the price is fair. I would take Loyola minus two and a half. Okay, well, consensus on Loyola Chicago right there. Interesting. I did not expect that. Five twelve game. Tennessee and Oregon State. Oregon State bid stealer out of the Pac twelve. Uh, Vols seven and a half point favorites, Jim. I, I have nothing on this on the side here. I, I my number leans Tennessee. The Oregon State I think can do some tricky zone defenses to, to mess with the Vols, but I like the under is what I actually played. The under, yeah, I think it's you. an ugly game. Look at you playing some totals. I respect that. What was your number? I see one thirty one and a half. I got one thirty two, but I would still take one thirty one and a half. Okay, Kai. Uh, yeah, John Fulgerson's status key. He got nailed in the face in, in one of their last games uh, for Tennessee. I think the Vols are going to crush Oregon State on the glass. I actually lean pretty heavily towards Tennessee. I'm not sure I'm confident enough to put money down on it. Yeah, I'm surprised it's come down, Gil. I think it's minus seven in a lot of books right now. If I get confirmation that Fulgerson is going to play and it's still seven, I'll probably add more. I'm already holding minus eight. I just think this Oregon State, you know, magic carpet ride comes to an end. It's it's over. It's done. All right, 5-12 winner. <laughs> Gets there's a couple magic carpet rides in here for you. Uh, five twelve yeah. winner will take on the winner of uh, Oklahoma State Liberty, the four thirteen game in the Midwest region. Uh, we talked earlier, Matt and I did. Oklahoma State maybe the rawest deal in this entire tournament, getting that four seed and getting a matchup. Let alone their uh, if they have to face the balls in the second round. Some people think that's a tough matchup, but they got to take on the Liberty Flames out of the Atlantic Sun. And Liberty sort of fits all the bills of what a giant killer has profile-wise. Oklahoma State is favored by currently 7.5. This has been bet down. A lot of money coming in on Liberty here. That was me. I bet it down. That was you I, I took I took 9.5. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Flames. Did I do that? I, I, I could still deal with 7.5, but it's just, yeah, the way they slow it down, the way they shoot threes, it's kind of a problematic matchup for Oklahoma State. Yeah, not to mention on the other end, uh, they're going to have to turn Oklahoma State into shooters. I I like my odds with Liberty plus seven and a half there in their, in their pack line defense, Matthew. Ah, there's the pack yeah, line so defense reference. We, got, we always got to sneak it, it in. Yeah. The pack line. Didn't we call that a box yeah. in one when we were kids? Eh, it's a little different. A little different. But it's just, it's just a, it's just pack in to the, to the key, right? The yeah. defense. If you're off the ball, you're, you're really squeezed in tight. Right. So if your opponent is hitting threes, you're in big trouble with the pack line. Yep. Okay. Yes. Sorry about that. Matt, go ahead. Yeah, this is my uh, my drink for the pack line drinking game here. But <laughs> I, this is a trip to the dentist for Oklahoma State. I think they advance, but it will not be a an easy cakewalk. It'll be a painful 40 minutes for Cade and the boys. Just to clarify, you have Liberty advancing? No, I, I'm advancing Oklahoma State. I think okay. clutch time Cade makes plays. All right, second half of the uh, the Midwest then. San Diego State-Syracuse 6-11 game. 
Uh, the Aztecs favored by three here against Jim Beheim in his 35th tournament. Jeez. Wow. Yes, it's, it's wild. I, I'm going with San Diego State, even though I'm terrified of the narrative of Syracuse sneaks in, maybe doesn't deserve it, Me and then goes too. on a run. Totally feels that uh, way. I'm just glad that I'm backing a coach I really trust here in Brian Dutcher. If it wasn't somebody that I liked, like if this was USC in the spot, I would take Syracuse, but I will ride with the Aztecs. I'm going with Bayheim and the voodoo magic, the the evil black magic he possesses. Uh, I think Syracuse <laughs> could could shoot San Diego State out of the gym. So I'll take plus three, and I'll probably have him advancing too in my bracket. Yeah, Syracuse eight and two against the number last three tournaments, covering by an average of seven points a game. There's something very real to Bayheim in March and the way that zone befuddles teams that don't know it that well. So I like the Qs here. Wow. You're on an island there. That's fine. I, I, all right. I'll deal with it. 6-11 winner, San Diego State-Syracuse takes on the winner of the 3-14 game. West Virginia and Moorhead State, the Eagles out of the Ohio Valley. Uh, Mountaineers, not your typical Mountaineers team in terms of their profile. Favored by double digits here. Let's call it 12 and a half. Yeah, they're all offense this year ever yeah. since Oscar Sheboy transferred. Uh, I, I'm going to back Moorhead State on the number. Uh, not a not a strong lean at all. I just wrote this game last night, and I, I don't feel super strongly about it. But I'll advance West Virginia here. I got nothing in this game. I I really have no feel. I, I think I lean West Virginia if I had a gun to my head, choose a side, but I'm staying away. I kind of like under. I think Moorhead actually controls the tempo, and they keep this to a really slow mid-60s possession game. I think West Virginia has trouble scoring against the uh, the Eagles' defense, so I like, like the under, but nothing on the side. 137 and a half on that one. By yeah. the way, most famous graduate of Moorhead State ever is? Uh... I'm going to go Phil Kenneth Sims. Reed. I'm going to go Phil Sims. Okay. Kenneth Reed. Sean Woods. 7-10 game. Clemson Rutgers. Uh, this is a virtual pick em here, but Rutgers actually favored as the 10 seed by one and a half points. Unless this is the only game on in a time slot, don't watch it. It's going to be <laughs> the <laughs> ugliest rock fight. Yes. Both defenses are way better than both offenses. Uh, I'm taking Rutgers just because I like the, the coaching matchup. I like Steve Peichel, but they can't make free throws, which is making me very nervous in a potentially close game. Uh, leaning Rutgers, leaning under. I agree with Jim. Don't watch this. Also, to the committee, 10's favorite over seven. I think you messed up a little bit here. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I lean Scarlet Knights. Nothing profound. I'll, I'll be probably tuning into another game or talking with you guys during this one. Uh, no really interest in watching. <laughs> All right. Winner of Clemson Rutgers takes on the 215 winner. Houston Cleveland State. Uh, Houston, obviously, uh, I, I'm going to guess everybody advances Houston, 19 and a half, now 20 and a half point favorites against the Vikings of Cleveland State out of the horizon. Once upon a time, for those of a certain age, we uh, remember Cleveland State is controlled chaos. They're back. But you like Houston? Do you like it against the number? Uh, no, I can't recommend it at that high. They're going to get a million offensive rebounds, but Cleveland State is just super feisty. They play really, really hard. I think the back door will be open. I think Houston destroys them. It's not going to be close. Uh, reminiscent of Tennessee Wright State for for many moons ago in, in the tournament game, I think could be a 30 point game. I do worry about what Houston, what happened to Houston against East Carolina, another junky zone team that really bothered them. But I'm with Kai. I think the a, a potential run out could be in the cards here. By the way, Cleveland State has been in the tournament since Mouse McFadden. I just want to point that out. I'm aware <laughs> of that. All right, all right, guys. Final. So, so give me your Elite Eight, Jim. Elite Eight. Okay, so. Let's see. We'll start in the West. I've got Gonzaga over. I can't even. Who's, who am I? Who am I going with? Uh, oh, number I two seed is Iowa. That's right. I'll number go three Oregon. Is Kansas. Yeah, I should have brought a bracket. This is my that's fault. Okay. Gonzaga over Oregon there in that in that region. Gonzaga to the final four. Okay. You can keep going with the other. Uh, keep going. All right. Alabama over Florida State mm -hmm. in the in the uh, in that region in the East. 
Baylor uh, in that region. I don't remember who the two seed is. Okay, maybe we should have just done Final Four. Yeah, I, I blew, the two I blew the it. two seed is uh, is Ohio State. That okay, that's who I have. I okay. Ohio State and, and then the Midwest. Houston in that one over Oklahoma State. And you ha- oh Houston over Oklahoma State. Yeah. Oh. And you have Gonzaga winning it all. I do over Baylor. Kai. Oh boy, I, I'm going Gonzaga over Iowa in the West. Uh, I really haven't made a decision here, but I'm going to go off the fly and go UConn over Florida State in the Ooh. East. Uh, I will go Baylor over Ohio State in the South, and Houston as well uh, for me over, eh, let's say Illinois. And who in, wins in it all? West. Who wins it all? Gonzaga. All right, I know Matt's got gets frisky in the East too. We got Matt. I got Zags, Oregon in the West. I'll copy my boy Jimmer there. Florida State, BYU. Florida State advancing over the Storm Mormons in the East. Wide wow. open region with litters and, you know, sort of under duress for Michigan. Baylor, Ohio State. I'm going chalk in the South. Midwest, I have Houston versus Illinois. Houston advancing, losing to Baylor for the inevitable Baylor-Gonzaga showdown we've all been waiting for, which they should just play a seven-game series, by the way. That's been my proposal on the table for a while. The Zags prevail. Zags prevail. Zags all around? Is that what we heard here? Yeah. We've consensus on Gonzaga. They're the only one that uh, qualifies for the championship formula year after year here on on the show. Guys, appreciate it. Can't thank you enough. Jim, Jim Root, let's do it again sometime. Absolutely. I'm I'm only a a call away, about a 15-minute drive. You let me know. Jim Root, budding star, guys. You're on notice. Kai McKee and Matt Cox from 3-Man Weave at 3MW underscore CBB. There you have it. Appreciate it. We'll put it in podcast form. For those who missed it on the beating the book side. Thank you, gentlemen. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.